Martinez, and it makes a nice move in across the line, drops it back, connected, connected, passes up, they score! Oscar Lindblom buries it, and the power play goal ties this game in two! This is the Liberty Out, episode 44. Finally, after a month, we are back, and uh, there's a reason why we were going for a month, Chris. Yeah, it's a little reason, Danny. You want to explain to the people? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I was diagnosed with COVID-19 and bilateral pneumonia, and I was out of commission for a while. I was in the hospital for a bit, like during the draft, during basically every, every big flyers thing that happened during the last week week and a half or whatever I was in the hospital for. Wasn't much, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't much at all, but I had to watch the draft from a hospital bed, so that sucked. Yeah, definitely. Breathing was all messed up, but we're back now. Glad to have you back, Feels buddy. good. Glad we're doing this remotely. Yeah. So, if if it sound, if anything sounds different or or weird, bear with us. Yeah, Danny's this is our still, first episode. Remote. Danny's still recovering a little bit, so we got to give him a little bit more time before we get back to the, the normal studio. Just glad to be back, brother. Glad, to, glad, to be glad you're feeling better, bro. Happy, happy for you. Yeah, it was rough, but let's get right. Let's just get right into the Flyers shit. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get right into it. I don't even want to get into it, dude. Because the first thing that the first thing that we're gonna talk about is something that I don't want to talk about, and it's something that nobody nobody really saw coming. Niskanen retired, except for Chuck. Apparently, uh, Chuck knew since the end of the playoffs in the bubble. And they they were just letting Niskanen sleep on the decision yeah. over the summer or or uh, over the summer I guess over the fall, <laughs> and yeah, he came to terms with he's done. And I saw an article I don't know how true it is, but it's basically saying that it some of his decision had to do with COVID and the uncertainty that comes with that, which sucks because you're getting a guy who came in last year. After trading Gudis one one for one for him, and he 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 really helped Provorov jump to the next level, and he really helped Provorov become the player that we saw last year. I mean, scoring the game five, I mean the game six overtime winner to to send it to the game seven. Just the the confidence that Provorov played with last year had a lot to do with Matt Niskanen, and we're definitely going to feel the loss of that. Niskanen really more more so than just pro Rob. I feel like he he played a big part in changing the whole entire culture of the team. Oh, one hundred percent in the locker room. Just that calming presence that he had. Uh, yeah, we're we're really gonna miss Niskanen, man. And I I don't when I found out why he retired, I don't blame him. I mean, if you're you're thirty two, th- you know, you're thirty three, and you don't even know when the next season is going to start. You don't even know when training camps because you don't even know if you're going to be playing in front of fans. Yeah. Like, the whole thing is just wacky and wonky. And I, he, he's like, I got a cup. I got money. I'm, I'm just, I'm going to cool. go chill. And it sucks for us, obviously, but love the dude. And I wish him nothing but the best. And there's still a chance that he could come back unless he signs the, 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 the retirement paper. You know what I mean? Like he could always jump back. After everything settles down, like if, if everything settles down and we do have a season and we do have some kind of fans in the building and the NHL does a good job with the whole COVID and protects the players, he could always maybe jump back in if he wants to. And it's always welcome. Always welcomed. But the only thing, only good thing that comes out of that, if you could say it's a good thing, is five point seven five comes right off the books for us. So mm-hmm. that's basically like trading away somebody and getting some cat room for them. So five point seven five point seven five million dollars off the books is is it's nice because we we need a cap room. We really did need cap room. And Chuck went out and he answered that with 
Eric Gustafson. You want to get into him real quick? So yeah, let's get right in Eric Gustafson. I don't think it's a. I'm a, I'm just gonna say it now. I think it's a good signing. I think it's a. I think it's a low risk, high reward kind of signing. I mean, you sign up for one year, three billion dollars. So it's 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 not like you're. It's not like we gave him a three four year deal like a Dale Weiss kind of contract. It's not like we gave a bad player a, a huge contract. You know what I mean? Like it's not. Yeah. It's nothing it, like that. It's fully low risk, and the best part about it is. Like if he sucks, he's gone, and this has no impact on the expansion draft in terms of exposing. He's not gonna it. suck because he's not a bad player. Well, he won't suck offensively. Yeah. Defensively, sure. yeah. Defensively, yeah. He needs to get a little bit better than that. I mean, he did say. But that. I heard he was working on that, and I heard he was making strides on that in Calgary. Yeah, yeah. He did playoffs. say that. He thought he made actually. He thought he personally thought he made really good strides in Calgary in the playoffs with his defensive game. So that's. I mean that's good news, but hey, now that we got NHL TV, I'm, I might go back and watch a couple full full Calgary playoff games just Definitely. just to just, just to check them out while just, I have all this free time and yeah, just to get a sense of of what he brings to the table. But another thing that that kind of the, the, the Niskanen retirement, we can go right into the, the Eric Gustafson signing. But from the Gustafson signing, we can also go to Shane Gossespierre and what the Flyers going to do with him. And there are a lot of comparisons with. Gustafson and Ghost, and how they're kind of the same player, offensive-minded, but kind of lack defense. Stylistically, they're they're like the same exact player. They are, but Gustafson is a little bit older. <laughs> it's basically what it is. Yeah, Gustafson doesn't make as much money, so you you can't help but sit here and and say does does Ghost get traded because he I mean Chuck basically just signed a cheaper Ghost, and you need a little bit more money off the books because you still have to sign Myers and. Patrick, and you only have $5.6 million left, and depending on what kind of deal you give Myers, if it's a bridge deal like we just talked about before we recorded, or if it's a, a longer deal, we don't know how much he's going to get. He could get 3-5, or he can get more than that. So, you know, Patrick... Ghost has been on the on the trade bait boards, like the TSN trading block. Like I feel like it's been every single year. I feel like this is like inevitable at some point, and especially with this signing now. I mean, like let's be honest, like I mean, we're ghost guys. Like, we, we, we still think ghost has something in the tank and maybe a yeah. change of scenery could help him. But, like, fact of the matter is we paid him $4.5 million last year in the playoffs just to sit. For Like, he, he yeah, he slotted in for a couple games or whatever. But for the most part, it was Robert Haig playing games. And you, you just can't have a defenseman making $4.5 million and not playing. Yeah. So something's got to give here. And, and it you have to think Chuck is behind the scenes lurking, doing something. I and think he why, is. That's why we say to, for everyone to stop freaking out on Twitter because Chuck is obviously far from done here. Uh, the season's New Year's. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's October. I mean, like, let's let him breathe. For sure. And honestly, there wasn't a move out there that I would, especially in the free agent market. I There's no really, there was nobody that I really wanted Chuck to go after. I mean, Petrangelo would have been nice, but that was unrealistic. Hall would have been nice, but I mean, he went to fucking Buffalo for a year, so... I, I, I like what Chuck is doing. He already came out right after the postseason and said how how much he likes the team, how he thinks the young guns can can make that next step. I mean, you got Joel Faraby making his next step next year. I mean, he'll be in his sophomore year. I, I really think he's going to take a big step. You got a guy like Morgan Frost who can step up and hopefully play 3C if Patrick's still gone. Um, it, yeah, still absent from the lineup. So hopefully Patrick's back. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're hoping that that'd be bad if he's not. But 
yeah, I, I, I don't understand because I, I feel like some Flyers fans just want to be in on every name just, just so they have something to talk about. Spicy. Spicy stuff. But, yeah, I mean, Lane would be cool, but that's pretty unreal. I mean, I don't really know anybody who would – I don't know how you could be against acquiring Lane when, when you have a chance to acquire a guy who can pot 40 goals and he's 22 years old. I I think you do it. <laughs> and the thing is with Lane is, like – while it's unrealistic, we, we've been told it is realistic because Chuck, apparently the Flyers have been the team that have been he- the, like pressing the most in terms of line A trade talks. Frank Saravalli uh, of the Professional Hockey Writers Association came out and said himself that the Flyers kicked the tires the most on it. So who knows? I mean, every single day we're seeing, we just saw Stastny go to Winnipeg. We're, mm-hmm. we're seeing these guys go to Winnipeg. We're seeing Winnipeg pay these players. And it seems like it's only a matter of time before they trade line A and they're losing leverage by the day. So who knows? I mean, seriously, like like line, this, this deal could still be behind, like worked on behind the scenes, could be revisited. Definitely. I'm, I mean, I'm all for it. Uh, me too, 100%. And it's the same thing with... We don't know what is going on behind the scenes. Same thing, like, we didn't know that Niskanen was, was retiring because that was behind the scenes. Like, this Flyers team is pretty good at keeping things low and uh, secured. So, yeah, Chuck could be, right now, he could be lurking, like you said. I, mean, he, I, I honestly, I, I think he's waiting for a team, especially with the flat cap, to, to become cap strap and eventually have to give up a good player because they just they need the, the space. And I think if you can unload Ghost and get that contract off and then pick up a guy, maybe trade Ghost for, for somebody. I don't know. I don't know what Chuck's going to do, but I I think Gustafson is going to be a good addition. If if that was Chuck's plan to replace Niskanen with Gustafson, then I have a little bit of a question. But maybe Chuck wants to turn around and, and, and see if Myers can, can replace Niskanen because Myers played really well in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He, had a, he had a couple bad games in the second round, but Honestly, I think he turned it around quicker than than Sanheim did. I think he adapted to the physical play in the Islander series better than Travis Sanheim. I agree. Did. He had a much better playoffs than Sanheim. He did. did. And he definitely struggled, don't get me wrong. But like I said, I think he adapted to the the tough physical play and I I mean he's just a he's a more physical kind of player. He I mean he's a monster. He's 6'5. He's he's huge. So, he's going to be a little bit better with the the, the, the heavy four checking, but like I said, I think he played better than Sanheim in the playoffs. But they still looked good. Like in that Montreal series, they looked good. They got beat up a little bit in the yeah. in the Islander series, but just maybe, a young defense pair. Yeah, exactly. So, but maybe Chuck is looking at Myers to jump up and give Provorov, like him and Provorov in the in a pairing. I I don't know. Like, we don't know. But if that's what he wants to do. But maybe if it's not what he wants to do, maybe he maybe he's still looking to to sign a right-handed defenseman who can put up forty points in the season and still sound defensively. Like we don't know what Chuck's doing. He, dude, he could be behind the scenes uh, working to acquire Matt Dumba as we speak. We don't know. And to your point about how uh, the this Flyers brass has been very secretive, that Eric Gustafson deal has been on the table for Gustafson for days. It, he oh, slept yeah? on he slept on this deal for days. So when Chuck was giving that press conference on Saturday, this deal, this one year three million dollar deal, was already on the table for Gustafson, and Gustafson was just considering it. And the day Gustafson signed, he slept on it, woke up, decided Philly was the best spot for him, was promised power play time, 
and he took the deal but that deal was on the table for days like it yeah. wasn't like it wasn't like that was like a a spur of the moment like he just offered him like that was in the works for a little bit and that, we had no idea that's gotta mean ghost is gone right like, like, like i feel like maybe i'm reading into it too much but i mean chuck's sitting here promising him pl- power play time and Provorov is our number one power play guy. Like he's, I, I want him on that power play one until I have kids. You know what I mean? So <laughs> if he's if Gustafson's promised power play time, that's definitely power play two time. And so like, where does Ghost fit into all that? Because like you said, I don't want four point five million dollars sitting on the bench again. Like he's I, our I just second highest paid defenseman right now. So something's got to give. Either. Either Chuck Fletcher thinks Ghost can have a bounce back year, fully healthy, and, and and maybe slot him into the top four. Because like you said in our last episode, Ghost plays like he's a top four defender when he's playing in the bottom six. You know what I mean? Like he tries to do too much when he plays in the bottom six. The bottom six, a bottom six defenseman. All you need out of that kind of guy is just get the puck out. Hit, take the body, and that's just not who Ghost is. You yeah. know, like Robert Haig. Robert Haig is a perfect bottom six defenseman. So maybe Chuck's like, okay, maybe we throw Ghost back in the top four. But I don't know how you can throw a guy back into. The, like, I'm a big Ghost guy. Like, I I still think Ghost is good. Like I don't think he's as bad as tw- a Flyers Twitter puts him out to be. But how do you throw it? Like how can you trust a guy like that? He didn't play that much hockey last year, and and, and quite frankly, he didn't look very good. And he looked so he he looked good some games. I watched a, a game back in November in Carolina. He looked really good. He looked really good, and he was partnered with Provorov, and that was one of our best defensive pairings when they were together for a little bit. But like I said, I I, I don't know. It's it'd be saying a lot for for Chuck's. Appreciate no, Chuck's love for Ghost. If he thinks he can jump back up and start playing top four minutes, I mean, maybe you're looking at a Provorov, Meyer, Sandheim, Ghost pairing. But uh man, it's a that Sandheim, Ghost pairing is a liability defensively. Personally, I think. Yeah, I I have to think Gosses Barrett will be dealt by the end of October. Yeah, it kind of reminds me more about like a Phil Kessel kind of deal, like just years and years of of him on the on the trade market, you know what I mean? Just talks, like the same kind of talks every year. And then eventually he got traded from Toronto. You know what I mean? Like, kind of yeah. like, he's not as, he's not as highly touted as, as Phil Kessel is, I think. But I still do think there are some GMs in the league that view Ghost as a top four defense, uh, defenseman. I, I really do. So maybe Chuck is, is just waiting for the right deal. I don't know. I don't know what Chuck's doing. I, I agree. Really don't. I, I always think, especially in, in the NHL, where, where there's smoke, there's fire. If there's rumors for a guy being traded more than once consistently, much like how we just talked about with Line A, it's inevitably going to happen. Yeah. I, I, I always believe that. No matter Chuck can come out and say whatever he wants, I, I think this deal gets done. I, I just think he's waiting to see the perfect one. And, and it's interesting to me. If is Gossesberg going to be a part of a deal to bring home a guy to pair with Provorov, or is he going to be maybe like a depth forward, a depth winger? Like that's yeah. This is what is interesting to me now because we we personally believe Morgan Frost can slot into a, the three C spot, and Chuck even said himself in one of the press conferences, Morgan Frost will be competing for a three three C spot down the line. And um, so, and he's also said multiple times that upgrades are will be in house. And um, I'm going to get in now to a couple of deals that happened while we were away for mm-hmm. the last month. Albay Kubel signs for a, a million, 1.075 for two years. 
that's that's a fantastic deal. He he's touted as Pitlick's replacement in this upcoming year, and we'll get into him in a second once I just list off these other deals. Robert Haig, two years at one point six million. Justin Braun, two years at one point eight. That was directly after the Niskanen signing. That, that that signing probably doesn't happen. Or the, the Niskanen retirement. That signing probably doesn't happen if Niskanen doesn't retire. Um, Phil, Felipe Myers is yet to be resigned, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll get into what we think he can get. Yeah, I mean, I do like second. Braun at one point eight though. Braun at one point eight is pretty good. I, I like mean, Robert Haig at one point six too. Yeah, I mean, Gudis just signed in Florida for two point five. So would you rather have Braun <laughs> at one point eight or Gudis at two point five? I, I mean, Chuck's wheeling and dealing over here, baby. I, I don't even <laughs> want Gudis at like one point five. I don't want I don't want Gudis for a fucking Chili's coupon, bro. Like <laughs> Gudis, is a bad defenseman. He he's not a good defenseman, and I I I didn't see the. The love for Gudis just because he hit a guy every few now and then. You know, he sent a guy to the boards every now and again. Yeah. He's just not a good defenseman. Every time he got the puck, it was just a wrist shot on net. And like in, in some <laughs> in some scenarios, getting the puck on net is is the right play. But there are times where you you can make an extra play. Like you can make a better play than just throwing a flubber, throwing a fucking <laughs> grenade on the net. Yeah, Gudis just isn't a good defenseman. I, there, there was a couple games last year when we when we versed the Washington Capitals. I don't know if it was the five two. The five two one or the seven two blowout, but dude, he was actually responsible for like four goals. Oh yeah, we were cook. I remember one play, Giroux cooked like it was a one timer <laughs> from Giroux. Yeah, wait, 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 yeah, you're talking about the power play. It was, I, I think it was a five on three foul power play for the Flyers. The puck was in the in the corner. There's two Capitals already there. Gudis's responsibility is to sit in front of the net and obviously not let Giroux get that one timer. Gudis just skates over to the corner to like try to help out. I guess. I mean, dude, you're on a five on three. Like, you, like you, you you can't afford to do that. You can't afford to leave the front of the net open because it's a five on three. You have two dudes missing, and little do you know that the, the puck squirted right out the to Konechny, Konechny right over to Giroud. Drew, I don't think Drew's had an easier goal besides maybe the Konechny goal in uh in Cal uh, not Calgary in Carolina earlier or the, this season. or the or the frost to, or the Morgan to Frost beautiful beautiful goal to put the Flyers up against the the Carolina Hurricanes but yeah Gudis is a terrible defenseman and terrible. the last deal Brian Elliott with one year one and a half million I love this deal yeah you wanted him back last episode so how do you feel about that I, I just think I think it's very solid I, I think he's a great mentor for Carter Hart um, behind the scenes. Carter Hart always talks about how Brian Elliott has just been that like good veteran presence to him. Mm-hmm. I think Brian Elliott, especially when he was stepped in for a couple road games, like he he won us some big road games when Carter Hart was having his road struggles. It's only a one year, one and a half. He's probably gonna get like twenty, twenty five, thirty starts or whatever. I like this. I really do. Yeah, I like the. I like the Elliott signing too. I think he's a good mentor for Hart. And like you said, I I, I don't think Carter Hart's gonna have the same the same road struggles he had last year to start off like i think he's gonna be better so like i you're gonna need less from brian elliott next year hopefully so yeah i i think it's a good sign especially with the the lack of goalies in the free agent market i think bringing back elliott was probably a good decision for sure how about year two let's let's talk about year two all bay kubel as pitlick's replacement yeah so pitlick goes to arizona a lot of people are are mad about that, and I can see why you're upset about that. I mean, he's a he's a guy who didn't sign for much in Arizona. What did he sign for? One one six? 
one five seven five all right one seven five that's not bad i mean our last episode we were talking i mean we wanted pitlip back and we were like, hopefully you can bring pitlip back under two million i mean he did get under two million so i can see where the fans could be frustrated with that because he's a really good bottom six guy who who, who plays with energy every time he's on the ice he draws penalties he, he gets in on the four check he's just a good all-around hockey player so it definitely sucks to see him go but I do like the fact that Chuck Fletcher has faith in the in the young guns, and you have a ton of young people. Young people, you have a ton of young players who are going to make that jump next year, or at least try to make that jump. And I, I I really do. I think Nak can can fill in that spot because Nak is a good hockey player. Agreed. In year two, Faraby, who who oh, even know he, he could wait. improve exponentially. Forty point he, season. He, he could go. He could be more. Who knows. Yeah. That, that's the exciting part about Joel Farabee. It, it, it truly is. He, the guy's a stud. You saw him at 19. Like, the shit he was doing at 19 on the four check, the little things, just the little intangibles that, like, veterans would do. Like, a 27-year-old. Like, the shit Sean Couturier does. Yeah. He's like just some a of those smart all-around hockey do. player. I mean, the the play in game two of against the Islanders, the I think it was Hayes' second goal where he tied up the guy's stick. Like, that was just a beautiful veteran play from a 19 year old kid like i feel like most young kids would try to take the puck make a fancy move or at least take the puck dump it in the zone or or, or hit the guy you know what i mean like or try to deliver a big hit i mean it's a playoff game but no joel faraby tied his stick up had hayes grab the puck and then it was hayes on hayes and nak on the 2-1-1 and hayes potted it so plays like that or what make coaches fall in love with players like Joel Farabee and it's the reason why he didn't go back to college and it's the reason why the world junior coaches didn't expect him at the world juniors because they knew he was going to be in the NHL that's why he's in the NHL beside uh before Morgan Frost he just has a better two-way two-way overall game he's a really really good player I'm really excited to see his his next step next year another another thing that I really want to talk about is is how Oscar Lindblom coming back is bigger than any free agent signing that we could have made. Absolutely, him, him 100%. coming back at a hundred percent. Like he he was our our leading goal scorer up until December or whenever it was that. Yeah, uh, he was diagnosed. Yeah, he was with. at eleven or twelve goals right before he got diagnosed with uh with cancer. And he he him and, him and Chuck for giving him a three year deal as well at three million. That's gonna. I mean, gives him that financial security, and it's also just a great deal. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Like, I, I understand why it's only a three-year, three million dollar deal because of the circumstances behind it. But like, that's gonna be a good deal to look back on. Like, we're gonna look back on that deal probably next year in the middle next of year. the season and be like, wow. But he's gonna get a payday, hundred percent. He deserves a payday. He's gonna get a payday. Oscar Lindblom, like you said, he's better than any free agent acquisition that we could have signed on the in the forward position. I mean, you could argue Taylor Hall, but Taylor Hall was never fucking coming here. So, I don't think that was realistic. I don't even like I'm not a big Taylor Hall guy. Me either. I, I, I mean, he's really, a good player, but like there's a reason why he's bounced around like that, man. Agreed. And I like he's made comments. He he's a guy that can't I I personally think can't survive in a big market. He I, he's That's why he I was picked in Buffalo. New York. I mean, Buffalo's kind of a big market, but yeah, they have a diehard fan base, but like They're going to losing. Buffalo, like you won't, you are not going to be like torched on NHL Network every <laughs> night. You know what I mean? Like, like if he would have went to the Rangers or, or Montreal, he he would he would be getting or Toronto, he would be getting torched on on NHL Network. Yeah, didn't he have problems? Like in, didn't he have problems with like the media in, in New Jersey or something? No, like he had that? problems with, with with fans booing. 
And what? like that, that that bothered when, when a player comes out and complains about. Well, maybe it's just because I'm from Philadelphia and we boo players all the time. And like players just I, like they take it on the chin here and shit I mean, like yeah, that. Yeah, just hold players accountable. That's just what we do. That, I mean, we that, that's hold... what fans do. Like, yeah, we, I hate to be that guy, but like fans pay your 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 fucking paychecks, <laughs> man. And so like when when you sit there and you bitch, like the Devils who have sucked for years and years and years, like yeah, let them boo. Like they paid a ticket, they're probably drinking a fucking fifteen dollar beer. And they're watching a garbage hockey product. Like, let them boo. There is yeah, their let right. Boo. Take it on the chin. Like, you're a heart trophy winner. You're a good player. Like, take it on the chin and go out there and win the damn game. I hate it when players go to the media and bitch about fans booing. It, it just shows me that, you, like, come on, dude. Like, you can't handle it. Yeah, I agree. And there's a reason, like, like I said, there's a reason he's bounced around. So, other than Taylor Hall, even though we wouldn't have wanted Taylor Taylor Hall healed, I don't. And there was nobody else. On the free agent market that I really would have wanted, like I, I, I like Chuck's approach. Like you, ha- you yeah. have, you have a guy in Morgan Frost who can make that jump, and I, I, I think he could have made that jump last year. I mean, we're gonna get into it right now. You want to get into it? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I was just about on. to say, let's yeah. get into it, let's right, get into the it right, right now. Right now, right, right the fuck now. This bothers us. It Go. bothers us. Like the, all right. So like we see the the perspective of he he needs to put on weight like 100 we say he it. needs to put on weight he needs to work on his off the puck shit but, but it's but not on, as on, bad hold on for that to be a deterrent for him to like break into the nhl bullshit <laughs> absolutely bullshit for that to be the gatekeeping thing like the thing keeping him from being a full-time nhler that's bullshit yeah, that is agreed. 100% bullshit. I, I do. Do people like, listen, we were very young when Giroux broke into the league. Were, mm-hmm. were people like that when Giroux broke into the league? Oh, I'm sure there were people. Like, yeah. were, were, he needs to put it, like, there are just some, Danny, there are just some people who don't like the small guys, like who don't like the small skilled guys because they don't think that they can bring it in the playoffs. I mean, you have people who just don't like it. Just don't he like was this. an all-star on the Phantoms. Like, does he have to go do that again to prove <laughs> that he to prove that he deserves a fucking shot? I mean, there are a lot of AHL all-stars that like are actually not really that good player. But like, I I can see what you're coming from. I mean, he didn't have that many games. He was like in 20, the A- though. Yeah, he didn't even have that many games in the AHL to to to. You know what I mean? Like, he had one less point than Greg Carey in like 16 less games. Yeah. For like, like TJ, if TJ Brennan's the all-star, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I get I get that. Yeah, Dude, this guy he played like. Like you just said, thirty games or whatever the fuck. Yeah, he has sixteen less games than Greg Carey, and he had one less point. So, and I, I, I understand it's Greg Carey, but that's not what we're saying. We're just the the worry for him with the weight shit. He is never going to be that guy like Kevin Hayes, where he puts his back to a defender and basically tells the defender to fuck off. You know what I mean? Like he's, you know how like Voracek throws his ass at a guy and like in in the boards. Or, or, or Kevin Hayes just shields the puck from guys like that. Like I, Morgan Frost is never going to be that guy. So if you're sitting there waiting for Morgan Frost to become that guy that shields dudes off pucks and like throws his body in the guys, like Morgan Frost, like, he can throw his body. I've seen Morgan Frost get physical, and he can use his 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 size. And he's not the smallest guy in the world. Right? Like it's not like he's five eight, but he's never going to turn into that guy that. I feel like some people want him to. Like he's just not going to. When Mitch Marner broke into the league, he looked like he was fucking twelve. <laughs> yeah, he Mitch still Mar- looks like he's fucking twelve. Mitch Marner is ridiculous offensively, though. Like, Johnny, <laughs> yeah, but like what we're saying is when you have yeah talent, when you have a skill set, like you just said, he's An not going to be ever known set. as a as a two way guy. Like he's going to be that pass first. 
He's assists. He's goals. He's high, he's world class offense. Yeah. He's never going to be that two way dynamo like that that people I think want him to be. Yeah. He's never going to be that guy that can like lower his shoulder and dump a dude. Like that's not his game. No, and it's that's not. To, to be quite honest, that's not what the Flyers need. No, like, they already have. In the they have a Selkie winner. They, they Saul Couturier is their two way elite defensive, two way offensive defensive centerman. Like that is Sean Couturier. That's what we have. Kevin Hayes is Kevin another Hayes. two-way, good offensively, good defensively center. There's Lin your Blom, Lindblom, Raffle, Albay, Kubel, even Farabee. These are all two-way guys. Yeah. So how many two-way guys do you need? You need somebody with just offensive talent. Like look at Claude Giroux. He still gets thrown off the puck. Like I, I I've seen Giroux get thrown thrown off the puck since I was in middle school. But that's not why Claude Giroux is on the team. He's on the team because he's a skilled guy. And no, I'm, we're not trying to compare Morgan Frost to Claude Giroux already. I, I, I can already see the comments. Oh, they're yeah, comparing. I, I can, I can yeah, see that too. Yeah, I, 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 oh, they're comparing Frost to Johnny Gaudreau already. Frost hasn't even played 20, 25 games in the NHL. Yeah, he hasn't. He's played 20. He's played 20 games in, in the NHL. And guess what? He if if you were to If you were a new fan of the Flyers and you were to – Come on to uh, Twitter or something, or, or or come on this podcast and ask and ask any not not this podcast, but any podcast, or 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 make a tweet on Twitter and ask Flyers fans, hey, like, how did Morgan Frost do his last his his first twenty games, dude? You would think with the way this fan base and and other people talk about this kid that he had the worst twenty games that any rookie could. Yeah, you would think he would, he just got murdered yeah. over the middle like Scott Stevens style every single game. Not even that. You would like think he would have turned it yeah. over every single time. Yeah, you were to think this kid did not look like he belonged in the NHL whatsoever, and that's just not the case. It's just not. It, go back and watch his twenty games. Like, yeah, he had a couple of. Bad turn. He had a bad turnover in Calgary, but then in the same Calgary game, he has like six. Ch- he has like six chances where he almost scores and sets up plays. So like you, you take the bad with the good with 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 a player like Morgan Frost. His his the thing in the, in the NHL. Scott Gordon is always saying he he needs to learn where he picks and chooses his his spots. And Morgan Frost has already come out like I'm. He he's come out and said this in the interviews. He's I'm not gonna change the way I play. Like that's the way I play. Like I take. Big chances, like I'm a like he's just that high skilled guy who's gonna dance someone every now and then, and that's what the Flyers need. And I, I, I really that's what do. they need in their bottom six. And I think Chuck Fletcher, th- and I, th- I think that's what Chuck Fletcher sees too. I, I really do because he's pissing up all these fans. He's pissing them off, Danny. I know all these fans. Like, trust me, like Tyler Toffoli, like dudes, like like that would have been fun, fun little pickup. But like, I'm not gonna sit here and bitch when we don't. Like, we were a, a game away from the Eastern Conference Finals and you think about if you look at our lineup like we were missing Patrick Oscar Lindblom was back but he clearly wasn't yeah, he wasn't the same himself. Oscar Lindblom yeah, yeah it clearly wasn't himself like it these are up these are actual in-house upgrades like and I know that it sounds it's boring and on paper but these are legitimate A plus upgrades like no, they, they, they just are I mean the the Flyers can go into the next season with the same with with the forward group they have now, and I would be completely okay with it. The only thing about this roster right now that if the season were to begin tomorrow, 
the only thing that I'm going to be like, oh, Chuck, what the, like, you, you didn't do anything. It's just that, that, that spot next to Provo, because I don't think Eric Gustafson is that guy. Like, I, I don't think Chuck signed him to be that guy. Like, I, I still think Ghost, like, I think there are still more dominoes to fall, is what I'm trying to say. Agreed. Yeah, if we, if there's no, I don't think there's any possible scenario where we go into a season with both Gustafson and Gustafson in our defensive lineup. Yeah, so I just, I just don't envision that. No, I, not me either. It's is is Morgan Frost your three C next? Like is 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 that three C spot if Patrick's not ready? Is that spot Morgan Frost to lose in your opinion? Yeah, has yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I mean, it, if, he, it, it, if yeah. he has a terrible camp, obviously not. He's but, not but going he'll to. start in the AHL. But yeah, if he has a good camp, uh, it gets to the point where he, he's twenty one years old. Yeah, you that's what him I was in the getting first to. round in twenty seventeen. It's time. Like, we have this conversation all the time. If he's not the three C next year, that's extremely worrisome. It truly is. It, it's give the kid more than twenty games. Like he had twenty games last year, and they weren't all in a row. Like they they were split up because he came back late in February and played those two games in in Washington and against the Florida Panthers. And guess what? Like people people give Morgan Frost shit for. I mean, he looked awesome the first two games. Scored the goal against Florida. Had the uh, beautiful assist of Giroux. Then he had another shorthanded goal in Carolina. And then the Calgary game, I mean, he he had like three chances to score a goal. He just got got robbed. To be honest, he had a couple of times to get an assist. I mean, Drew got robbed on a stick save by a goalie from a frost pass. So, but the games that like people give him shit for for not producing offensively, like that Buffalo game, uh, where we blew Buffalo out at home, that was Morgan Frost's best defensive game to date. 100%. Like, people were like, oh, he needs to fix his defensive game. He, he, did, he did that during those during those games where he wasn't scoring. He was having good defensive games. Like, he, you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The Washington game. that's just game. a bonus with it. Yeah, the Washington game. Yeah, because like, that's not what he's known for. The Washington game, he won 9 out of 10 faceoffs. Looked great defensively. The, the Florida game, same thing. Got robbed a couple of times. Looked good defensively. Like, that's the things that, 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 that people wanted him to work on, and he looked good doing it. He's not good. He's never going to be, like, the Selkie winner, like, Sean Couturier two-way guy. So, to see him look good defensively is just, like you just said, is a bonus. So, it, it's time to let Morgan Frost go. It's time to see what you have in Morgan Frost, and, and I think they will. And yeah, I think they will too. Like I just this whole he needs to gain weight shit is it's getting annoying at this point because he's never like. Do they expect him to come in next next year and look like Kevin Hayes, <laughs> like like a big? You know, he's just not that guy. He's he's that Johnny Gaudreau, small, skilled, deke, deke his way out of stick handle his way out of bad position kind of guy. And, and like, it, it, how long has it been since we've seen him play an NHL hockey game? Oh, For all we know, February. He, he could have, yeah, he could have spent from February to now. That's eight months. That's eight months where he easily could have been labbing yeah. in the gym and probably has been. Yeah, and I'm waiting so. for the people to come back and be like, "Oh, you didn't play in the round robin because he's not ready." Like, I just don't think. I I really do think that that Chuck and AV thought that Grant and Thompson like were like they they needed them in the lineup. Yeah. Like, I just I don't think I they also were think they wanted to just put him on ice to give him a full 82 cuz I think they realized his development isn't is is going to be something special. It, it, like I think they they see that. I think they want him to ride the full course of a season, a full 82 and maybe get to the playoffs. And another thing is 
I this is off top like a little off topic and kind of random, but I, I feel genuinely robbed. I couldn't see playoff games in the Wells Fargo Center. Like, <laughs> like I've been sitting here the last couple of weeks watching watching these these highlights of these games with fans in the stands, and man, man, does it fucking suck? Oh, I know, dude. Does it fucking suck? Like this year, I wish April in April the playoffs just would have started while we were hot. And we could have played games in the Wells Fargo Center. Maybe it's a different result, but like, I mean, it's obviously the Tampa, Tampa hoists the cup. Uh, Good for Tampa though. They they deserve that shit, <laughs> especially Tampa they, they fans. They did. They did. <laughs> oh my fan. god, yeah. <laughs> Tampa fans definitely. Oh well, yeah, breaking like right now. Uh, Gallagher just got six and uh, six at six and a half. Did he? Yeah, and I I, I want to get into the Canadians just for a split second here. <laughs> Do it. Because I mean, hold on. Because we were just talking about Morgan Frost. Look what uh, Captain Tiami did. Whatever his name was in the playoffs against us. Look what Barzell did. Like <laughs> we we can we can just list the fucking names. We were like, look at Braden Point, man. And I'm not saying he's Braden Point. Yeah. But like Braden Point isn't isn't a two way guy. Yeah, he gets thrown around too. <laughs> and and he was a beast. Like yeah, outside of Hedman, he he you he, gotta was, get... he was the con Smythe. Like Hedman got yeah. the con Smythe, but like if it wasn't Hedman, it's fucking Braden Point. L- last thing Braden I'm gonna Point say about last thing I'm gonna say about Morgan Frost. It's it's time to give him the chance. Like it's time to see what you have in Morgan Frost. But as 100%. I was saying about the Canadians, like it, I just find it so funny that so they have this 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 bonus house money year where they find out that like oh Suzuki's the real deal and he is he really is yeah, Suzuki's he's a, a beast he's another small beast. skill guy who played well in the and I, they go out and they 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 ship Domi. To Columbus for Josh Anderson, who had a goal and three assists in 26 games for four points, and they signed him to to what seven years, mm-hmm. and they're going out. And so like everyone's, I remember at the end of that playoff run, everyone was like, "Oh, the Canadians, great young core," but I mean Shea Weber and Carey Price were their like top guys, so like they really didn't make sense to me. But they just went out and spent every bit of money that they had. They they went out and got Jake Allen, mm-hmm. and they just signed him to a two year five something. And they also have Carey Price, where they're paying ten million dollars. So like they have like fourteen million in cap space wrapped up in goaltenders alone. And then you, they have Shea Weber, Petrie. They just paid Josh Anderson. They just paid Gallagher. The Can- the Canadians. Mark Bergevin is something, dude. He really is. You think the Canadians front office looks at the like looks at the roster and is like, okay, we have Carey Price who can win you any playoff round at any time. Like he can just steal a playoff round for you. You have Shea Weber who's on the end of his on the end of his leash with playing in the NHL. You think they're looking at it they're like this is the time to win? Like maybe that's what they're doing. Like, uh, yeah, it has to be. Yeah. With, with the moves that they made, I mean, and you can't really it, blame it doesn't make them. sense like why they ship Domi though. For a power forward, maybe it they wasn't like they were being thrown around by us. No, no, they were skating circles around us. <laughs> they really were. <laughs> they Dr. were Niemi, and just to to your point about how Cockney, I saw Cockney put a shoulder in Sandheim's the back of Sandheim's fucking head. Yeah, he plays a kill. I mean, Cockney isn't like uh, some beefy two way guy. No, he's. I think he might be smaller than Frost. Like he's a small player. He's a lanky dude. Super skilled though. I I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe the Montreal Canadiens are going for it. Like I, I don't think they're. I mean, didn't they just re-sign Petrie too? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they're 100 percent going for it. The, the, these moves, mm-hmm. these moves scream they going have to for be. it. Yeah, I mean, you, you got Shea Weber and Carey Price on your team. I think I think the window is just always going to be kind of cracked open because Carey Price can steal a series from you. I mean, he looked good against us. <laughs> he looked really good against us. He did. Just to just to touch on it. Let's get into the draft. 
Oh, real quick before you do that. Mm-hmm. How about the fucking Canucks? Canucks are Yo. a fun-ass team. Yeah. The Canucks Nate are Schmidt. a fun team. They just got Nate Schmidt, too, for a third-round pick. Like, if Nate Schmidt's getting a... Like, if all Vegas is getting, and I know Vegas was dumping them because they needed cap space, but if Vegas is only getting, like, a third-round pick for Nate Schmidt, what the fuck are we getting for Shane Goss' bear? Like, is that well, why the only, he's not The going? only reason why they, they it, that was a third-round pick was because... His deal is much larger than Gosper. I mean, I know he's a better player, yeah. but the deal is large. And not only that, they were cap strapped. Like they had, yeah, yeah, they, they were above the cap ceiling at that point. So like the move had to be made. Mm-hmm. If, like if they went another day, they would have been penalized. Yeah. So like they, it had to be made that night. As soon as soon as um, as soon they as they signed Petrangelo, Petrangelo yeah, mm-hmm. that move had to be made. Yeah. And that, that's where it was, and that's where the frustration from the. Flyers fan base comes and, and like listen I, I get it like Nate Schmidt would have would have been fun I just it, don't it, think Chuck wants to give up Ghost for anything less than what he thinks Ghost is worth that's why agreed. Ghost is still here like he's like okay if I can't if I'm if I'm not able to get what I want for Ghost he's staying on my team is basically what I think Chuck's doing now that doesn't leave out the possibility that tomorrow Chuck gets a call he's all right we'll give you we'll give you a blah 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 for for Ghost and he's all right bet like Let's do it. You know what I mean? Like he, he's. Just, I think he's waiting for an opportunity, which is why these Flyers fans need to come. Like they needed to pull an Aaron Rodgers, like and relax, <laughs> relax. I told you my dream. My dream move is either either uh, Line A or Dumba. <laughs> either Line A or Dumba, dog. Yeah, let's throw our uh, let's throw our like crazy dream scenario though. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, now what's that? Sergey. Oh yeah! Oh, oh yeah! Yeah. Well, yeah let's, 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 let's let's cover that right now. Yeah. Right before we so, get into the draft, this is our this is me and Danny's like dreamland scenario. But like, it would never happen because we just don't have the cat for it right now. Yeah, it, it won't happen just because it doesn't seem like no, something the Flyers would even do. Like, it doesn't seem like a Flyers dream move, scenario. Like, though the Tampa Bay Lightning have two million dollars in cap space and need to pay Eric Chernak. Mikhail Sergachev and Anthony Sorelli, all guys outside. I mean, Chernak's not going to get like a huge payday, but no. Sergachev and Sorelli are most definitely going to get paid, and they're cap strapped. So like, guys are going to have to go, and like that's the case with all winning teams. Like we've seen it with Chicago, we've seen it with Pittsburgh now. Like I mean, look at Vegas. Teams Vegas meet, has given up a major. good defenseman in each minute. Yeah, but they also just got Alex yeah, for yeah, training, yeah, so. for sure. Fuck, and, and, dude, and they're exempt from Seattle expansion draft, which is is absolute bullshit. They've been a contending team since they've been in the league. They have fucking Max Pacioretty, William Carr. Like their team is stacked. Alex Tuck, like, and they get it, exempt, it, 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 and then they're exempt from. <laughs> dude, they played their cards so perfectly, and it pisses me the fuck off. No, really they does. really did, dude. Kind of, kind of impressed with them, with the way they uh, Ser- no, they oh built God, their team. They did man. it so perfect. I know. But real quick yeah. before the draft, do you think Myers is going to get a bridge, or do you think he's going to get six years, or do you think he's going to get one or two? You know what? I I think he's going to get a bridge. What do you think? I mean, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Chuck turns around and gives him that 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 bigger deal because I I, I do think Chuck likes likes these kids because I, I want him to get a six year just because we gave i don't want uh a, the sandheim bridge to burn us but basically what i'm saying is i don't want to have to pay sandheim carter hart and myers all in the same like year to yeah. two years span plus that's he, gonna kill us plus chuck stayed away from tj brody because of the like he wants to protect Provorov, sandheim and myers like he yeah. he seems set on building his defense around those three guys. 
So, like, I don't think he's going to make any trade that would sacrifice the expansion draft where he would have to protect somebody else other mm-hmm. than Provorov, Sanheim, and Myers. Cam York is also in the future plans, I believe. And you, got, you got Zamola, too, who's knocking at the door. I mean, Chuck shouted him out during the bubble. He was like, mm-hmm. I, Chuck basically said, I know he's 20 years old. I know he's coming off back surgery. But, man, this kid could play right now if he wanted to. Friedman, too. Yeah, and you got Friedman knocking at the door. So, yeah, maybe... I can also see this side, though. Like The Gossestin signing is kind of confusing now that we're talking about it in that way. Like You have Zamula, Freeman knocking at the door, but like you're also taking chances on Zamula and Freeman, like hoping that they can make that next step. So maybe that's why he signed, signed Gossestin. But like the Gossestin and, and Gossespair being kind of the same player is a little bit con- confusing because the- Gossestin's not replacing Niskanen because he's just not that kind of player. So I still think, yeah, I still think there's do- dominoes left to fall for sure. Where there's smoke, there's fire with ghosts for sure. Oh, and, 100%. Uh, so, yeah, I, I personally would like a uh, a six-year deal for Myers. I mean, we'll have to see. He's the only player, the only RFA that hasn't been signed yet. Yeah. Other so, than Patty, right? I have to think he's he's cooking up something with that. Yeah, Patrick too. But Patrick has the, the 10.2 clause or whatever the hell that is where Patrick's <laughs> he's going to get, which basically makes him exempt from the expansion draft and also means he's going to get a cheap deal. So I, I just hope Patrick's good enough to play hockey and he looked good in that scrimmage. I just, I just hope he gets better. <laughs> yeah. That beer league scrimmage. <laughs> with fucking Ryan White. That was cool to see though. It really was. That article yeah. blew up too. Oh, it did. I'm, I'm not going to put any stock and it was a beer league scr- scrimmage, but it was good to see him on the fucking ice. again. Yeah. It's just sure. good to see him out there battling. Like, yeah. like just to see him in like real play, even though it's it, definitely it's NHL drop in game. Yeah. With, pretty with much. CHL top prospects and fucking Ryan White. But, uh, yeah, let's get into yeah. the draft real quick. Cause it's yep. pretty exciting. One is that 30. Yeah. I loved it. And me too. I mean, we 23rd overall Tyson Forrester out of the WHL he plays for the Barry Colts. Oh, which I'm my bad. 36 goals, 44 assists, and 62 games played. I mean, the kid that can just pop the goal. I mean, pop the puck anytime he wants. Dude, the first thing that we noticed was his, his shot. Elite shot. Unreal. You said you haven't seen a shot like that since Jeff Carter. No, I I, I have not seen an, effort, an effortlessly shot like that. Like, he just shoots the puck effortlessly. It, it's, 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 it's like a Vetchkin-like, man. Like, I, I know it's crazy to, to compare any prospect to like the best goal scorer of all time but just that's what his shot reminds me of on that left wall that, that, that line a Ovechkin kind of shot yeah like, it was just, just give the puck to that kid on the power play and it's probably gonna end up in the back of the net and like the, the big knock on him obviously the skating and but that uh that great interview that flyers nitty-gritty did mm-hmm. with uh, his skating coach Paul Matheson, I believe yeah. his name is. It, it, it basically, what, from what I've heard is, while his skating like was the 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 knock on him, Chuck has been in contact with Paul Matheson, and apparently since COVID even kicked off, he's been working on his skating, and it's, it's improved three times over, and it's going to continue to improve. And you have to think, if his shot is that good with how his skating was then, imagine when his skating is good and he can put himself in the better spots and he can get more torque on his shot, like just hit the lower body strength. Exactly. He can just like harness all that. That this was an exciting pick. Very. Uh, at the time, we wanted uh, uh Jacob Perot or Jacob Perot or whatever. Yeah. And uh, this, but this is this is fun, and, and this pick really grew on me. I didn't. It wasn't like I hated it at first, but like, it, yeah. at first, I was like, okay, well, let me let me check it out. It, it really grew on me. I really like this kid. I'm really excited to see how he plays if he can even play hockey because the OHL is, is on some 
big time bitch shit. <laughs> let's let's get into that. Yeah. I, how 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 accurate is that article though? Like, is that real? It, didn't it come from like the the Ontario mayor? Yeah. Why are no? Like, why are more people not talking about it then? Like, all right. So, did we get baited? Was that like a fake? We, I don't think we got baited because, like you said, it came from like the 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 lady that controls like the OHL, right? I'm, I'm yeah, not sure it, what exactly her position is. I thought it came from, is. like, an Ontario, like, it, it, like, politician. I thought it came from. I, I don't know. But basically, let's, let's just fill the people in. Basically, it was like the OHL is not going to have a season unless no checking is involved. Yeah, like, no body check. Basically, just, like, a, a poke checks and fucking shooting. So, basically, a fucking all-star game is what we're going to, is what the OHL yeah, is going to be. Yeah, not really, yeah. Cool. Like, it canceled the season, if that's the case. Like, how, it's like having football with no tackling. You just can't do it. You can't do it. It's not the game. No. How can you defend a player if you can't fucking hit him? <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it, it's a joke. It's absolute a joke. joke. We've talked about it. It's an absolute joke. And if, if that is the case, the season better be canceled. And if the season does get canceled, let these guys go somewhere else. Because every everybody that picked an OHL player in the draft is a step is a year fucking behind now. Yeah, like it, it, it hurts development. Absolutely, 100%. Freaking, I'm watching uh, our one pick uh, play for the Halifax Mooseheads, Elliot. Day or nay? Dare to, yeah, day or nay. Or, Sorry if we butchered that name. Yeah, that name is is, is <laughs> difficult. We'll get used to it though as time goes on. Oh, I hope we will. Um, but yeah, he he looks pretty good so far at the Mooseheads. Yeah, we'll get into him in a in a little bit. Yeah. Let's go to our second round pick, fifty uh, fifty fourth overall. Emil Andre. Emil Andre out of the SHL, dude. I like this pick. I, I heard like you pick. say on the Liberty Line radio that he gives you uh, chemo team and he vibes, does. and that's perfect comparison to me. I get I get that. That was when you said that. I was like, "Boom! That is perfect." He he reminds me of just that smooth skate. Apparently, he's strong too. He, no, he he's, is. No, he's not. He's not the biggest guy in the world. But all the scouting reports and all the people who watched him play hockey, he's not. He's five nine, one hundred and eighty three pounds. But dude, like he loves to throw his body at people. Like like he like he's the type of player that like. You're gonna go to the corner with him, and like you're gonna see him, and be like, all right, this guy's just gonna try to like stick, li- like stick lift me, and like skate the put, like nah, like your his shoulders going into your chin, like that, <laughs> that's like, like that's what's gonna happen. Like he loves contact, he loves hitting people, and on top of that, he has elite hands, puck handling. He's really creative in the offensive zone. He loves stepping up on the play. He walks the blue line, Wa- like, like smooth, ooh, like better than Sandheim when he was coming out of the juniors. He can absolutely fucking skate. Beautiful skater. Does have a little bit of a. He can get caught in the play because he loves to step up so much. Which, I mean, you pair him with a defensive defenseman, a guy who's a good yeah. two way. Like, you have to think he's five cool. nine. They they would do that regardless. Absolutely. So not really worried about that. Uh, acceleration's a little bit of concern. He has good straight line speed, but I, I'm not too worried about the acceleration. He looks like a pretty fluid skater, so not not really concerned about that. But I'm the excited. Thing that impresses me the most about him is he's playing with grown ass men. Yeah, this is the case with all SHL players. Like I, I always think there's something to be said for players that that prove their worth in, in a professional league overseas, like playing with grown ass men. Like the SHL is not a joke of a league. Like no. that is a hard fucking league to play in, especially that's, if you're a young kid. Absolutely, and I think that's why you see GMs more and more start dipping into the, dipping into the S- SHL more and more. It's just it's it's starting to become. A more recognized league because of that, because of what you just said. Absolutely, I'm excited for this kid though. Should be fun. Me too. I love the pick. Um, as soon as the pick was made, I told you I like. I absolutely love this pick. Me too. Me too. Let's uh, let's move on to our 
94th overall pick, Zaid Wisdom. Now this is a yeah, I'm excited because because awesome. Zaid and and uh, Tyson are the only two so far that have signed their el the their uh, their elcs. Yeah. So it's nice to see Zaid sign it so quick. Like, it seems like the Flyers are pretty high on this kid. I, mean, I, I think and I thought this was such a high class move from the Flyers because what I, what I think is like because he like his upbringing and because he made it, I think the Flyers immediately just being the high class organization they are wanted to be like, yo kid, you made it. Yeah. Here you go. Here's your financial security. Like here's your contract. You fucking made it. Yeah. And I thought that was an extremely like just awesome thing. From and and he's the, he's a determined kid too. So I also think half of it was like, here, yo, here's like, like, Oh my, like this kid seems like he's pretty determined to make, make an impact in the NHL. So here's a contract, like get to work, like kind of thing. You know I mean? Like he, 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 Absolutely, one hundred percent believe that he's going to be an NHL player. So, yeah, you love to I, have him. I think. See, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't no, no, you, you're fine. Seeing him sign, like, put pen to paper with wisdom and Forrester so quick, really shows how highly he thinks of them. Guys, Absolutely, and how, like, we were just talking about before we even kicked off the show that Forrester's goal was to play in the NHL in 2021-2022. And I, you have to think, like, whenever you see uh, ELCs get signed so quick. It, it, it really makes you have to realize that these guys aren't that far out. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're far out, but they're not as far out as maybe one would think. No, especially not a guy with like like, like Tyson Forrester because you can take the skating issues with his offensive ability because if he jumps up to the NHL and he starts potting goals, then like, who gives a fuck about his skating issues? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's that kind of thing. But also with the – how – with what you just said, how like Chuck likes these kids. I mean, he Chuck did trade up for Zade. He traded the the 116th and 167th overall pick for the 94. Like he jumped, he gave up two draft picks in the in the current draft to come up and get this kid. So 29 goals, 30 assists, and 59 games played. I mean, in in 62 games played, he plays a tough, gritty game who can pop the goal. I mean, he says he, he has more skill than most people think he think he has. Yeah. Like, a lot of people think like. Uh, he he played with great line mates, and a lot of people th- yeah. thought he was a product of his line mates. But I'm telling you, if he, this kid, this kid knows where to be on the ice. Yeah, I mean, he won the EJ McGuire Award of Excellence, and that award's given to the player who best ex- ex- exemplifies commitment to excellence through strength of character, competitiveness, and athleticism. So he's yeah, already we we got ourselves a fucking warrior. Yeah, and he's already in contact with Wayne Simmons with guys like that. So. It's awesome to see, like, because like, he plays like the same kind of game as Wayne Simmons, just that, that that tough physical game in your face, but can also just dance you. And that's what wait, like at his prime, Wayne Simmons was that. He was an awesome player for us for a while. <laughs> we got an absolute warrior in Zade. Right, we, I can't wait to watch him play. Me too. Can we get into Elliot now. We just talked yeah. about him a little bit. So 135th overall, Elliot Dayrenay. If I don't know if that's how you say his name. Well, yeah, but, well, yeah. With us on that yeah, one. If, if if that's wrong, then I'm sorry. But we traded the we we also traded two more current picks in the 2020 draft to trade up and get this kid. So it's another. I like, I, I like that. I like, I like, I like that too. Chuck got his guys. And Me too. He, going into the draft, he said Forrester was the guy he he wanted in the draft. So Chuck got his guys. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I, I I think I mentioned this to you like maybe during the draft or after the draft ended. But I like the fact that even though we didn't have like six, seven picks, he traded those picks up to get his guys, like you just said. Like, not that many picks as we usually have, but the picks that he got were his guys. So, like, he's either going to, he's either going to succeed or fail with these picks. You know what I mean? Like, he went up and got his dudes. And 
I'm excited for it. He seems very confident in his in his picks. For Tra- sure. Trading up for 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 back. I mean, he traded back to back. His, his Zaid he traded up for, and then his next pick he traded up for for Elliott. So. And then we got uh, what, Connor McLennan, right? Connor McLennan. Now he he's. He's another one that I, I I'm like ooh like yeah I know I like we, we talked about this like we know he's a late late yeah. round pick but like when when you watch him play it's like okay it's like he he's got wheels dude I like that Chuck takes takes risks at the end of like at the towards the end of these drafts like me too he's basically betting on him is basically what it is I mean he he broke his collarbone last year so was out for a little bit with that. So I mean, he's a five-eight winger. He's just he's another guy who just pots pots the puck. He scored fourteen goals, fifteen assists in twenty in forty-six games. So he's another guy that I'm looking at. I mean, excited to watch him in Dev Camp over the next couple of years if we're allowed. But yeah. yeah, he's another good pick. I'm I'm excited for it. it, it, it I thought it was a like a B plus A minus kind of draft for Chuck. Like, like you said, he got his guys. For sure, Tyson Forrester. Yeah, I, I like the draft, guy. and I'm really excited to see. Yeah, that Forrester pick, man, it, it really and the, the Emil Andre pick, like those two picks, right there. They they just keep growing on me as as time goes on. To tie this all together, real quick, I, I want to uh, double back because we were just talking about development camp, and while we're talking about prospects, uh, last couple of days we've been talking about uh, Tanner Lazinski and Wade Allison, mm-hmm. and. Linus Sandine, like th- these guys who yeah, people forget that we signed Linus. Like he's a guy yeah. that's gonna be competing for a roster spot come training camp. So so like we we sit here and like we were just talking about Frost, how Frost was an in-house upgrade. When 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 Fletcher said in-house upgrade, he's also talking about those dudes. Oh, absolutely. Those dudes are gonna be competing for spots. And T- Tanner Lazinski is a fun player, and yes. he he might just make the NHL out of yeah, game. Yeah, I think he might surprise a couple people. Yeah, he, he's a name where if, if you're not too, uh, like if you don't really like aren't taking it seriously, like the chance of him making it, like you should now because this this guy if he has a good camp could easily be playing. Yeah, games you could flyers. easily. I mean, just like you saw Carson Terensky in the in the yep. beginning of the season last year. He, yep. Tanner Tanner Lizinski could absolutely be that guy come this year. So let's talk about Chuck's comment about JVR just just before we wrap things up. We're at fifty seven minutes now. Yeah, he's a big part of next year. <laughs> he has to say that, right? I. That's what I was like. That's what I was going to get at next. Like, is he just saying that to like kind of like dangle JVR in front of teams? But like, hey, like he's still going to be an important. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, is he? He can't. He can't, he can't just be like. Yeah, he can't just bash like. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But like, dude, like a big. Like, yeah, no, he's know. not. <laughs> no, he's not. Dude. We all we all know AV is going to have him on the fourth line by game four. We all we, we all know he'll be scratched. Uh, hopefully, I'm eating my eight. words. Hopefully, I'm eating my words. Uh, yeah, next year. I, I would love it. I would yeah. love it if he came out and actually was uh like told me to go fuck myself yeah. yeah it was potting some goals it was actually uh i would love it if that patented move actually fucking worked <laughs> and that didn't... would be amazing oh wait hold on your so conversation t- with gritty's big stand today was fucking hilarious <laughs> by the way so you're t- so you're telling me that his patent move isn't between the legs and into the goalie's chest like that's not the patent and really it's supposed to go it's supposed move. to go in the net yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. apparently, apparently, with the maple leaves, it actually went. In the net. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, me either. <laughs> dude, look, dude, like we signed him to come over and like be that that power play guy who just Wayne Simmons pots goals like he did before mm-hmm. he got traded away, and he just isn't. 
He just I said it when the deal guy. was signed. That deal's gonna burn us, man. You did. I, it's the first thing you said to me because I was excited for it. I was like, "Oh, JVR's back! Like thirty goals! Like hopefully he can come in here, produce on the power play, and then I'll live with his five on five play." But like, if he's not producing on the power play, his five on five play just stands out, and that's where you get mad. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, if, if 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 puck isn't going in the net, he's he's like he's kind of ineffective. Yeah, doesn't I mean, push play as as much as I like. As much as I hate saying like, that's what you get paid for, that is literally the only thing JVR. I mean, I, we said it multiple times on this podcast. It's literally the only thing that he gets paid for is to shoot the puck. And if you're not shooting the puck any chance you get, JVR, what are you doing here? Because <laughs> you're not a playmaker. Like, you're not. So, yeah. if you're not he shooting ca- the he puck. He occasionally has a nice little pass. Occasionally. Yeah, I mean, I would hope so. This dude's played in the NHL for how many years? Like, I hope he would get used to it. fucking 31. Yeah, like, I don't know. And I got to deal with, like you said, maybe Chuck's just trying to sweeten the pot for a couple teams, making it look good. I mean, hopefully yeah. that's what he's doing. Hopefully <laughs> hopefully he's in Seattle. I mean, that's really what it boils down. Him or Voracek are in Seattle. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I'm hoping, I'm hoping JVR is enjoying a nice meatball sub in Seattle. By, <laughs> if we play uh, our cards year. right with the expansion draft, it could be pretty good. Yeah, and that's what that's why Chuck is so making a splash yeah. this year. Absolutely, yeah. I think that's I think that's I think that's where Chuck's like, if we play our cards right and the expansion can, draft, yeah, yeah it, that's when I'll make the big move because we'll have cap space to do Agreed. so. You know what I mean? So I think, Fires fans, let these in-house options do their thing, and if it doesn't work out like the way I think it will, because I think Morgan Frost could easily slot in the three C and be better than any player you could have signed on free agent in, in free agency if that doesn't work out mark freeman doesn't work out eric gustafson doesn't work out i think the expansion draft next year is going to give some space for chuck fletcher to make some yeah moves. i think i think chuck is looking at it like he either can make a splash this year and then the expansion draft can hurt us or he can run it back with a team that was one win away from the ecf and use the expansion draft to his advantage yeah i, th- and, I think that's what he's it's gonna the do smart him. long-term move it really is I think it's it not is spicy. Too. It's not uh, fun or whatever, but yeah. I mean, the Flyers are not going to be involved in every single like trade rumor. Like this isn't the 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 home home Flyers anymore. Like they're not going to. It's, it's a salary cap. That's why do. we're in this yeah. position now. Like that's why that's why Hextel had to drag us out of that that the cap hell was because we were involved in every single free agent talk. Possible, Agreed. and that so, took so many years. It took so many years for Hexall to drag us out of it, and I'm glad Chuck isn't throwing us right back. Yeah, he's not. It. It, it's refreshing. Chuck's, it Chuck, truly is. Chuck is doing exactly what Flyers fans and us have bitched about for when Hexall was here. Like, oh, play the kids. Why are we not playing the kids? Playing, and then when we finally do give the the, the kids uh, an opportunity to to come up and make an impact, people are like, oh, why are we not signing Eric Stahl? Why are we not signing Miko Koivu? Yeah, Miko Koivu, like. We're not signing Miko Koivu because you got Morgan Frost. Henrik Lundqvist. <laughs> I mean, Brian, what did Lundy get? 2-5? I think Lundqvist got the same deal as Elliot. But, but here's Lundy's the thing. starting. L- yeah, that's the Lundy's thing. Lundy's already come out and said he wants yeah. to start. And if Lundy wants to start, why the fuck would Henrik Lundqvist come here? We have Carter Hart. We uh, yeah, need, well, Henrik we, Lundqvist isn't going to come here to start 20 games. No, he wants to start. Like, Henrik Lundqvist can still be a starter in this in, in, in the NHL, 100%. And he wants to start NHL games. And if he came to Philadelphia, he is not starting games like he would want to. Carter Hart is our guy. And we, just, we need a backup goalie. To just give Carter Hart a little bit of breaks here and there, just like Elliot did last year, Lundqvist never made sense. Never. Real made quick, sense. real quick. So uh, the Canucks got Holpe, right? 
Canucks, Dude, yeah. So, the thing that was really interesting to me about that, Demko just had a fucking amazing playoffs. Is yeah. Demko not their guy? I don't. I, I don't see how he. I don't see how he couldn't be, bro. But why? Why would you go out and get Holpe then? Like it, it's it's interesting. It really is. Maybe maybe they uh they're just kind of th- like I don't know. That's a good question. You kind yeah, of even speechless. Isn't it? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So maybe they just want him to be like a little like backup, like kind of like like how they do with quarterbacks in the NFL, like like mentor. Like, maybe I mean the same thing. Ready. Same thing with Elliot for us with with Hart. Maybe they're like okay, like this young kid can be good. Maybe he's not that good that quick. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna have his, his his faults here and there, and they want a good backup to come in and and be able to take over games when when he's not playing that well. You know how, how Hart had road struggles, and then Elliot came in and helped out yeah. a little bit there. Like maybe they're looking at it like that. But Hopi's probably gonna start the majority. Yeah, I mean Hopi isn't as good as he used to be. Don't get me wrong, but I still think he could start in the NHL for sure. Like I I, I think he he's a good fringe starter kind of like mentor role. Like, I, I think it was a good trade. Maybe that's what they're trying. Yeah, to do. Canucks are fun. That, Canucks that's the only thing that kind of makes sense to me. All right, but you ready to wrap this up? Yeah, let's do it. It was a fun one. All right, yeah, that was a fun episode. I'm glad. I'm glad to be back. First off, that was a fun episode 44. You can follow us on Twitter at the Liberty Yo. Follow me at Tly Danny. Uh, you can follow me at Chris Stumps on Twitter. Leave us a good rating on iTunes if you so please. We have new a uh, couple new designs on our designtree.com slash liberty dash yell. You can use code TLY10 for $10 off of that. We have a cool don't fuck with Philly or don't puck with Philly and Broad Street Bullies design on there. Check them out if you that interests you. But we're going to wrap this one up here. Everyone, thanks for listening. One more thing. Go floor. <laughs>